Very good. We, we have a full, a full orchestra over here. So we're going to have to come up with a name now, because it's more than three. And so, just... Okay. It's called the whatevers. Yay! So what a, what a great, uh, great... Charlie's Angels. Actually, I like that. So, <laughs> anyway, good morning. It's so good to have you here uh, to worship our Lord Jesus Christ and to celebrate this day. Uh, welcome. And for those who are joining us on Zoom, uh, welcome as well. So, it's, what a great day uh, to be in the presence of the Lord and with his fellow believers. Uh, a couple of announcements tomorrow at... 11 o'clock, we'll have the memorial service for Terrell Myers. Um, so I uh, wanted to also add that the visitation is from 10 to 11 uh, tomorrow. Um, you might have heard some things going on with the parsonage. I put something in the newsletter. Um, and these are things that we are looking at uh, to do with the parsonage, first of all, uh, we are in the process right now of furnishing the parsonage so that missionaries that are on leave from the field would have a place to stay. Uh, the second is a short-term occupation um, or to be occupied um, by use of our church members, uh, and it's already helped three of our families already uh, and just recently, uh, we had someone with a situation that just it just needed to happen. And so um, it's good to actually have that. And then the other uh, thing that we would use it for is for events, uh, for ministry purposes. So those are things that we are working on with the Parsonage. If you um, would like more information or are interested in assisting in furnishing the Parsonage, uh, please let me know. Uh, today we have the picnic at four o'clock. We're hosting um, guests from Palm View and Interfaith Manor. Is there anything else we need to know f- for the picnic? Uh, it's here, uh, outside, on the lawn. And if it's raining, it goes inside. But uh, also. Uh, I just got this from Zion EC Church in Anvil. On September the 26th, which is a Sunday, at 3 o'clock, there is a free concert. Um, It is a presentation. It's called Then Sings My Soul. It's a tribute to the music of the Billy Graham Crusades. Uh, And so that's at Zion in Anvil. Um, And again, it's... Uh, free concert at 3 p.m. Uh, let's see, is there any, any other announcements? Then um, let me share. Yesterday we had a um, very brief memorial service for 9-11. It was the 20th anniversary. And I used this uh, in the devotion, and it's from Lamentations 
3, chapters 20 through 25. Let me just give you um, a brief uh, story about lamentations. It's between Jeremiah and Ezekiel, and it's basically laments. It's, it's a very hard book of the, the Bible to read, but it's an important part. This is when Israel has uh, disobeyed God and they are suffering. And so this is a series of laments. However, there is hope in, in a couple of those verses that even though they were going through a, just a horrible difficult time. Their hope was in God. And so for this call to worship, um, I want you um, to be thinking about those who lost their lives on 9-11, the families that uh, suffered, those who, um, for the heroes that died, for those who survived and still have uh, hardships, um, and for this country So hear these words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. Amen. Miss Judy, would you lead us in our praise songs today? Would you please stand? In Psalm 118, it says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We have a lot to rejoice about. So let's sing like we mean it. Jesus.
You may be seated. As we come to this time of prayer, uh, I just would like to let everyone know that Kathy is doing better. Uh, We are hoping to have her come out for a short period of time tonight. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Um, And so thank you for your prayers. for her. Uh, she's getting stronger each, each week. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you might have that you would like to share? Prayers and the meals and God blessing you through the work that you have done to help me get better. I have a long way to go yet, but Um, hopefully things will go well the next several months and I just thank you so much I couldn't do it without all of you thank you well Christine I mean Georgine I was was writing Christine Georgine it's very good to see you and I know that you've been in a tremendous amount of pain and, and we're praying for that relief so just know that you're surrounded in prayer um, I am reminded, or remind everyone, Christine is at home, uh, and so pray for um, healing, uh, and we'll be um, talking with Christine about meals later on, and so uh, we'll probably start the, the meal train um, for her, but we'll, we'll find out from her. Any other prayer concerns or praises? Oh, layman. Yes, have two praises. One, first one is, thank you so much for your prayers for Nathan. His recent scans have just been very good, and when he runs, uh, he's doing fabulous, thinking of maybe even running another marathon or something, so he's doing really great. Uh, good. And, and uh, it um, continues to... Um, to shrink and, and everything. We're so thankful for that to tumor. Um, also, a praise for two Sundays ago, our grandson was baptized, and we're so thankful for his stepping out and wanting to be baptized and for, you know, being a part of that event. Just thank the Lord for it. Absolutely. Wonderful news on Nathan. Uh, Nathan is a pa- EC pastor. Uh, I went to uh, school with him, um, and... Uh, a very, very good guy, and uh, him and his family um, are, are pretty awesome. And, and just the, the joy of seeing your grandson being baptized and wanting to be baptized, that, that is an amen. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Well, then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we know that as we come into your presence, you are here. We also know that everywhere we go, you are there. And Lord, with all the things that are going on in the world, we can be distracted, we can be scared, we can be fearful, we can worry, we can fret. But Lord, at the end of the day, we know that you are in charge. And like those Israelites who disobeyed and had to go on to a journey and you 
you were teaching them a lesson, you're teaching us a lesson that we need to focus on you. So Lord, we pray for a revival in the hearts and minds, not of just this nation, but the world. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon everyone, that they would come to know you. Lord, we pray for the day that you will come. Lord, thank you for your love, your great love that you sacrificed your son. Because of that great love, you called us children of yours. We've inherited a great kingdom, but not because of anything that we've done. It's because of what you've done. So, Lord, help us to focus on you. And when evil comes, Lord, we turn to you. When those things that happen to those, whether it's hurricane or whether it's disease or whether whatever the, re- whatever the negative thing is, Lord, Help us to turn to you in all things. So, Lord, we praise you. We praise you that we can come today and to worship you. We pray for the Christians around the world that are in hiding, that are praying in secret. Lord, we lift them up before you. Lord, hear our prayers for those here for those that are healing, those that have been suffering and yet have, are turning the corner, for those who have come home from the hospital, those who realize their need for you, those who have come forth to be baptized, Lord, we celebrate. So, Lord, hear our prayers. Here are our praises. Here are those that remain in, the, in our hearts. Lord, we just pour out all of this to you. And pray this in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
Our scripture reading is from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all for all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the true, truly the way to worship him. Do not copy the behaviors or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, guide my words and open our hearts to your word, your message. In Christ's name I pray, amen. So I decided yesterday, Kathy was, Kathy always says this on a Saturday, how's your sermon coming, how's your sermon coming? And I'm like, it's, it's, it's coming. I'll tease her and go, I have no idea. I, d- I don't know what I'm going to preach on just to get her going, and then I pay for it later. But yesterday, as I was talking, and she's like, okay, I, be serious. I want to know what you're preaching on. And I said, well, here's the thing. The main point of the sermon tomorrow is how God transforms us. I said, he transforms the believers so that we can do his will, that he works in and through us. And, and then she looks at me and she, she says, Ian likes Transformers. And I was like, Ian likes Transformers. I'm like, what, what are you? Well, you know, Ian likes to play with those Transformers that were like a truck and then they turn into a character. And I was like, Yes. And, and where is this going? Well, God transforms us. I'm like, does he transform us into characters? No, he transforms us into a will. But that, so now you know how it goes in our house. And so I said, you know, I'm going to use that story. And she was laughing a little bit. And, and um, she said, you know, when they leave, the only thing they're going to think about is Ian and his transformers. But if they go along with that, God is transforming us. And so today when we're getting into uh, Romans, as, as, which is a, a wonderful, chapter, uh, wonderful book in the Bible, Paul is trying to get us, get our attention. He's trying to get us to focus our energy on God and turn us from worshiping false gods. Now, I know you're thinking, what, what, what false gods are we talking about? Well, success, money, technology, things that take us away from God. And we need to be offering our lives in service. And so Paul, actually, when he comes to chapter 12, he's already made the point through Romans of what God has done in Romans 8, in the first, um, in verse uh, 1, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power 
of sin that leads to death. And later on in 16, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful, fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. And then because he's talking to the Romans, says, yet we have suffered now nothing compared to the glory he will re- so yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he revealed to us later for all creation is wanting eagerly for the future day when god when god will reveal who his children really are and so paul is saying for everything that god has done everything that christ has done for us, then we should have an attitude of gratitude to worship the one who has saved us. And part of that is that we start to grow in discernment of who God is. We want to start having a desire of not so much focusing on the world, but actually focusing on God. but the world makes it look really good. It does. The temptations are great. But we need to have a desire to be more like Jesus, to be transformed into Jesus. And that takes some doing on our part. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives within us, but if we're not taking time to listen to the Holy Spirit, then what good is that? We can't just one day come in and say, we're baptized. Your grandson was baptized. That's awesome. That's wonderful. But if he doesn't grow in faith, if he doesn't continue. Well, yes, I know. And you're in the grandfather. Yes, there's no. Yes, I was making a point. But thank you for. Layman, wait till you preach. I'm going to be sitting here to. But that's, but that's important because people come in and they say, I'm saved. I'm saved. Then I can do whatever. No, it's once you're saved, I want to be more like Jesus. Let me be more like you. And the way we do that, the hymn that you picked out, Judy, trust and obey. And we think, well, how can we be happy? Understand, by by putting all of the worries that we have upon Christ, the joy that actually is there in our our lives. I mean, understand who Paul was writing to. He's writing to the Roman Christians who are absolutely brutal. They were savage. They were cruel. They had methods of making sure you would comply. These were dangerous horrible things that they would do to Christians. And so Paul was trying to reassure them, look, you may be going through an awful thing right now, but think of the glory that has been laid for you. 
Look at what is lying ahead, the kingdom of God. So in doing this, we have to renew our minds each and every day. We have to discern what is good, what is pleasing. So if we don't want to conform conform to this world, then we have to look at our attitudes. We have to look at our actions. Do our values align with God? Sometimes we get too busy. How many of you actually get too busy? You just get carried away. Or, I, sometimes, you know, when you preach, you, you have to kind of confess. Sometimes you get distracted. Have you ever noticed, n- noticed that I would get distracted? And, and Yeah. For those who didn't say, so my brother here said, Mike said, no. My, ministri- my former administrative assistant said you don't work with him. I've got filing for you to do this afternoon. No. So, yes, we, we do get distracted. And it's easy. Sometimes it's because we're, we're just not thinking. Sometimes we're overthinking. And sometimes it just is so simple. A pastor once, uh, once told us a story that he, he had to speak for this group. And his wife leaned over to him and said, kiss. And some other guy overheard it and said, oh, isn't that sweet? She sent kiss. And the pastor said, no, no, it's not what you meant. It stands for keep it simple, stupid. And that's what, actually, that's what we have to do. We're thinking so much outside the box that it's very simple. It's to trust God. We get so caught up in this world today that it's very simple to stop and to focus. We have to make sure that whatever is going on in the world, where's God? And then how can we come alongside and work with God for his will? And one of the easiest ways is to go back into Scripture. Reading Scripture. Looking for where God is working and how he's working here. So it doesn't, it doesn't require a whole lot. It really doesn't. To actually have that time with God. You can find it at any point in time. My wife, when she travels to work, she, um, and she'll be doing that soon, but she would have an hour there and an hour back, and she would spend her time in the morning listening to Scripture. And then in the afternoon, listening to music and, 
and having that time with God. Sometimes it may be just in the shower, doing dishes, or walking to school. Those are times where we can just say, God, what's going on and how can I be a part of it? And to be excited. Today, um, in Sunday school class, Ron, you said that we needed to be excited about worship. How can we be excited? It's kind of hard, isn't it? Because aren't we taught to come in, be quiet, sit down, don't make any noise? It's looking at the heart. Do we get excited about worshiping? Now, <clears throat> part of this discernment that once we get, once we get from God is that we, we tend to use that um, sometimes as a bully pulpit or sometimes we start to judge. And we need to understand that, yes, it is wise to judge, but we also need to know how to, be, how to avoid legalism. We need to be able to say what is right and to help others. Because what God has said is to love him and to love our neighbor. And so we have to work at that. We have to work at the grace that's in our lives, that we can show those who don't believe, or even new believers. Laban, you've got, you and Cindy have got your work cut out, and so does Nathan and his wife. For his son, new believer, and be, how old is your grandson? Okay. I know, but... but, but He's going to school. It's, it's, it begins, that process. New believers, you know, we excite, we're excited for them, but we've got to be there for them because it's hard. We know how school is. And so if we are quiet, we know the right thing to do. We know the right voice to listen to. The discernment, when God's transforming us, we... We know right from wrong. We have to be thinking of the kingdom, not the world culture. But what happens if we line up differently? So I'm not, I'm not going to get political here. I'm not going to get... But I, I want to say, no matter where you fall on the political spectrum, whatever, like, what, whatever the big corporations, whatever all of that, understand that when you are facing God, God is only going to ask, Did you, do you believe in me? Do you love me? Did you do what I asked you to do? Did you love me and did you love others? Sometimes we, we think that because God has, has blessed us uh, with home and clothes and, and, and we live better than the rest of the world, that God must love us more. Understand, you need to hear this. In God's eyes, we are all equal. We do thank him for what he's given to us. But 
we also have to know that it can be easily taken from us. I always think of, I I was telling Ron the other day, I was playing in the stock market. We've had some money then, and I like to play with it. And I like it when the money goes up, that percentage. And uh, the past couple of weeks, it's been going down. And I started to panic, and, and God, would go, God said, um, is that your money, or is it my money? And I said, well, what, what did you want me to answer? He says, it's mine. Everything I gave to you is mine. That's what the Lord said. And so if he took it away, we go back to the Lord's prayer. Lord, What do I need today? What if God took it all away? The only thing that is never going to be taken away is our salvation. Praise the Lord. So sometimes we worry about all of this stuff. God will not ask you, you know, what house you lived in, He's not going to ask what kind of car you drove. He's not going to ask anything, but he, he will say, well, what did you do with the gifts that I gave you? And it's not just the money aspect. The gifts that we gave, he gives you. Did you love others? Did you show compassion Were you generous? Were you patient? Were you kind? This is what God is wanting us, how he wants us to transform. Sometimes we've gotten lazy in our faith, and we need to correct that. We need to be more about what God is calling us to be, and that is his children. And so there are examples of how you're seeing right from wrong. And they just happen to do that. Uh, This week, did any of you see the picture of the two boys who got off their bikes As a military funeral was taking place, there was taps, and these boys got off their bikes, and they put their hands behind their backs, and they stood out of respect. And these kids, probably maybe nine, ten years old, they knew what was right. They stopped, and they listened. And sometimes it's hard um, to be a parent nowadays. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes for our teens and children, sometimes it's hard being with parents because sometimes parents, they make us do things that we don't want to do. I wonder why. I wonder why parents make us do different things. 
Is it because they love us? Or, or is it because they're just mean? You're mean. It's because they love us. And God does the same thing with us. He cares for his own. He cares for his own. So, when we are looking at this, we are transformed. So, with parents, yeah, sometimes it's frustrating. You're asking children to do certain things and they don't do it. And children sometimes and teens, it's hard because you think parents are kind of hard on us or hard on you. Um, Dave, so if your son wanted to eat uh, three pounds of Reese's peanut butter cups, you would probably say no, but he would say you're being mean. Kathy's sometimes mean to me, just letting you know. (laughs) I wasn't going to cry. I mean, like saying no to a second piece of pie. I, I don't, I don't. Please don't eat ice cream out of the container with your spoon. Only because I just sit on the couch with it and, and, and then I put it back in. And Does anyone else eat out of the container? Thank you. Some people are saying no. I see, Gene, you were like, no, that's, Kathy's like, what are you doing? Were you raised in a barn? Well, yeah, I actually... Anyway. But we know what is right. And we know that those who are talking to us have our best interests. Because every one of us needs accountability. And so that we can grow in the love of God. And so that means that I'm accountable to you and you're accountable to me. And I'm accountable to Kathy as she's accountable me and so we we work together but that's out of love and so it doesn't really need all of the other stereotypes that you hear from some other churches Um, one of the notes I saw is that sometimes um, if you have the hip new youth pastor or trendy non-denominational church that's what's going to draw people here's the thing You know what's going to draw people? Acting like a Christian. Acting like you love God and love others. It's putting God first in your lives. That's how you will grow God's church. You don't have to have the next new thing. It's just being yourself, how God has made you. And to give Him the glory in all that you do. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you that each day you transform us into more like your Son. Lord, forgive us when we have been distracted, when we get busy, when we have worried, when we have not kept our eyes on you. So Lord, help us on this day to listen to the Holy Spirit so that we may 
love you more and more and that you will use us for your will. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. As we're coming to this time of reflection and response, how can we actually become more like Christ? And I'll just open that up for questions. How can we become more like Christ? You know, I have the ability to keep us here until 4 o'clock. Because then that's when the picnic starts. That's not very Christ-like. <laughs> well, that's one way, see, to, for the pastor to go too long and keep you locked in. See, thank you. That, Jenny and I planned that earlier. So that we don't, so that we don't, we don't get in his way. So, yes, we cannot change on our own, but we also have to give him permission to change. Essentially, yeah. yeah. And, 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 have it letting, and letting him mold us in his image. We, we have a tendency of going, well, we need to be, I need to be this way, or I need to be that way. Doesn't God get a say in that? Hmm. It's very... Yes, that is true. And it's, and it's like, God, use me, and then we actually go do our own thing and forget that we've actually asked him. And exactly. we have, it, it's a two-way thing. We have to meet him and say, yeah, we can't do this on our own, but we have to allow him to change us. Absolutely. Any others? Jenny... We'll go to Jenny and then... I, I think we need to empathize more with others that aren't like us. And I think we need to realize that we didn't do anything to get the blessings that we have. Like you said earlier, everything we have belongs to him. Yes. So we didn't do anything to be in this great country, sort of the luck of the draw, his blessings on us. And we need to realize that the misfortune of others is somewhat our responsibility to do what we can do to help in any way that he enables us. Yeah, and we have to, we have to remember that when people come in and they may not, maybe they dress differently. We had this whole thing of how David uh, dressed uh, in, the, uh, in the scripture and how he danced. It wasn't really appropriate. In fact, someone had said, wow, that's not really appropriate. But he was doing it for the Lord. Anyone else? One more. And... Okay, Donna. Hold on, Mike's coming to you. Following the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit nudges you to do something, do it. That's how God's working through us. So just follow the Holy Spirit when he nudges us. Just that simple nudge. It is. Yep. 
And, and one of the things to go along with that is that sometimes we'll, the Holy Spirit will nudge us, and then we'll go, but, but I'm, I'm worried, or I'm scared, or I'm, and we just have to trust and do it. Hmm? He will nudge you again. Yes. He doesn't let it go. Yes. I know. 20 years, he was like, you got to go to seminary. No, I don't want to. You got to go. Then I, then I went. So, well, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, help us to hear when you nudge us. Help us to honor you to thank you for the blessings that you've given to this country and to us. But Lord, it's been your blessings. Help us not to take credit from something that you've done. And help us each day to help us to live as Christians. Again, to love you and to love others. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
let us pray. Gracious Lord, we ask for your blessings. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, let us recognize those blessings through the week so that we may praise you. So Lord, help us to seek you in all things, to praise you each and every day for the love that you've given us. Help us to share that with others. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.